0: Patriots Monday and Friday, 93.7 seven WEEI FM and HD one Lawrence Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app.
1: Go 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 go! Rylan, yeah, we're tanking. If you catch them outside, you should thank them. When the stealers play the Pats, they gon' spank them. But you know we don't give a f- because we tankin'. Find me an EI, feel like I'm gonna cry. who got a QB because we need another guy? Why listen to Bill when it's just another lie? Guess we'll go to Pittsburgh and give it another try. Find me an EI, feel like I'm gonna die. who got a head coach because we need another guy? Why listen to crap when it's just another lie? Guess we'll go to Pittsburgh and give it another try. And why bet on the past and let me down each time? Do what you gotta do. The flame ball still signs <laughs> The resignation from Slater like we're trying Lost to Tommy DeVito, expect us to feel fine But listen, ain't nothing changed Celtics up, Pat up I'm watching Jayden Brown crying Cause they ran the score up Ooh. If you watch how they play You mistaken for the Bears or the Jets But New York still got Rodgers back and feeling upset And now the Pacers beat the Celtics Looks like Vegas is I bet the record can't last on long as you gave them a snack But it's all good, baby Cause the Bruins is rolling. Gonna cry, who got a QB, cause we need another guy Why listen to Phil when it's just another lie? Guess we'll go to Pittsburgh and give it another try Find me a DEI, feel like I'm gonna die Who got a head coach, cause we need another guy Why listen to Craig when it's just another lie? Guess we'll go to Pittsburgh and give it another try, try for the last 20 years, man, we couldn't lose, was it Tom, was it Bill, no one's confused, no rings, no stars, no wins, no friends, just face it, we were great once, but now we ask. Wow.
2: Oh, there you go. The weekly wrap-up by Stiz. There we Telling go. a hell of a job, Stiz. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, we need it. You With know, the Patriots being as bad as they are, the Red Sox are bad. I'm sure they're going to be featured in some weekly wrap-ups going forward. That We we need a little something like that, a little, a little kick in the uh, That's right.
1: tail. You know what they say, Keith, once a rapper, always a rapper. Uh-huh. It's been a little while, but I decided to dust off the old microphone. Went up and saw my friend John Glass up at Nowhere Studios in Methuen. And uh, put together a little
2: diddly Very good. for were, the show. Were you wearing the, uh, the Jordan 45? Oh, you, you know pull that. Put that puppy on. But that, that was great. And uh, so here's the thing. We're, we'll probably play it again tomorrow, but we kind of need the Steelers. They're going to gonna win mess around. Gonna, yeah. these, <laughs>
1: this this frigging team is yeah. going to mess around. They're going to win by 12. Right. And, yeah, it they're they're like, oh, will be dead by right. tomorrow. But we'll see. I don't know.
2: I like it. People in the Twitch chat like it as well. And uh, you can hit us up on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. You can text in the show, 37937, for all of that. So, yeah, we'll probably play those Thursday nights at 8. You're like, well, Thursday? Why are you playing the wrap-up Thursday? Well, it's also going to be featured on the Greg Hill Show Friday mornings. And then we'll play it again Friday night during our uh, our show as well. Uh, you guys can uh, give us a call if you so choose, 617-779-7937. Uh, Patriots and Steelers, of course, going to be going on tonight. And if you have any live reaction to it, feel free to uh, to jump aboard. Rob Bradford's going to talk to us at 820. All the stuff going on in Major League Baseball. Really the big news, Juan Soto going to the Yankees. Uh, Red Sox traded Alex Verdugo a couple nights ago. And then it's been crickets since. There's been nothing doing with the Boston Red Sox, Uh, but not like a lot of big free agents are signing. It seems like there's a holding pattern until this weekend, potentially when Shohei Otani maybe chooses a team, and then after Otani, maybe it'll be Yamamoto, and then it'll get going. Although old buddy Eduardo Rodriguez just signed with the D-backs, two years, $80 Pretty good. Pretty good. Should have learned how to throw a ball or swing a bat. Probably should have pitched. You got like twenty million. I mean, Rodriguez had a great year last year, but you see some of the contracts that these guys get, it's insane. But you yeah. know what?
1: I was having this conversation with my buddy the other day about athletes being paid a lot of money. Yeah. What some people don't understand is that these players are literally the best in the world right. at what they do. You know I what also,
2: I mean? and I, I've gotten into arguments with people on this too, and it's just I, the money is so. Like cartoonish, like Monopoly money that lot. they make. Like, I get that it's it's a lot, but to your point, not everybody can do it. But also, think about how many jobs are created based off of that. Like you and me right now, what, like yeah, that's right. What, what that's the hell right. would we be talking about? Not this. Like if there that just weren't sports in general, or if there weren't the amount of interest in sports. And you think about how much money is spent on like these TV packages and or like these channels that like the, when the league. Buys the or sells the rights to all this stuff. The money is so goofy that you're like, All right, well, the people putting on the product probably should be getting a good chunk of that. And that's why it sort of like bled into college because you realized, Well, these college football, like the money there is so insane and the players weren't getting anything. But anyway, I usually kind of side with the players, but now the money, it feels like almost overnight it went from like 20, 25 million a year for somebody was insane. Like, but that was. The high end. That was like your Manny Ramirez, your Kevin Garnett's and things like that. And now it's 50, 60 million a year. Like, oh, oh, Because I feel like everybody else, like every other like, uh, you know, Joey Bag of Donuts isn't making four times as much as he used to. No, I doubt Joey Bag of Donuts <laughs> is. I don't think so. So that's a bit of an issue. Uh, speaking of issues, this popped up today and we can sprinkle this in now and we can get to it again after Bradford. But I want to bring this up. Buffalo Bills head coach, Sean McDermott. Uh you, you may have noticed he was trending today, and you're like, all oh, right, well, what's what's going on there? You know, the Bills are six and six, but w- whatever. No, it's got nothing to do with the current team. But going back a couple of years ago, and this is always strange when a story like this gets brought up now. So clearly there's some sort of leak. I think they're probably paving the way to move on from McDermott, depending on how the season ends. But the story goes. Couple of years ago in the preseason, they were at St. John Fisher. Shout out D three colleges out in New York. That's where they have their camp. And Sean McDermott was addressing the team. And so the you know you know you've seen like on Hard Knocks when they have like the whole team in like one of those like conference rooms or or whatever like a classroom even auditorium. And he's like trying to preach working together and teamwork. Oh, this should be easy. Should be pretty easy. You know what I always go with? Simple yet effective. Teamwork, make the dream work. Oh, done. That's like short yeah, and sweet. classic, always works. It rhymes. There's like, it's fun. You can remember it. He decided to go outside of that. He decided not to go teamwork, make the dream work. He instead tried to talk about how the terrorists during 9-11 worked together. Excuse me? Yeah, that's right. How the hijackers uh, were able to work together, and then he... He didn't it didn't just end there. Like he was going around the room asking players questions. Like, quote, this is from a story. Uh Ty Dunn wrote this story. Uh he covers the uh, uh Yeah, Buffalo News, maybe. Um quote, what tactics do you think they use to come together? So like he what? didn't just this wasn't just like a horrible analogy. It was it was a which it was but then he, like, dug in a little bit further. He went all in. Yeah, he asked players, what do you think their biggest obstacle was? What in the Lord? To which a veteran player on the team said, TSA. Yeah, no, this is a real thing that happened a couple of years ago. And so I never liked Sean McDermott. There was always something off about Sean McDermott. I couldn't really put my finger on it. But, yeah, this is, this is clearly paving the way for him to be gone. Now, Stiz, you have some of the uh, yeah, press got conference. that. So this, got, this is a story that came out today, and uh, Bill's having a press conference, and here's Sean McDermott, and it was brought up to him. I want to
0: reference um, the team meeting that has been brought up. Uh, my intent in the meeting that day was to discuss the importance of communication and being on the same page with the team. I regretted mentioning 9/11 in my message that day, and I immediately apologized to the team. Not only was 9/11 a horrific event in our country's history, but a day, but a day that I lost a good family friend.
2: Sorry, stop it right there for a second. And that, so, so that there's not a ton of. Uh... We've seen a lot of apologies. We've heard a lot of apologies, especially in the age of Twitter where people usually run into issues there, and then they have to apologize later on. What percentage of apologies do you think are good, Stiz? Like 1% or 2%? There's not a lot of good apologies. Yeah. yeah. But for him to be like, I shouldn't have brought that up, and by the way, I lost somebody then. Like, feel bad for me. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's what that was. Also, in the Twitch chat, Matt from Lulenberg, Lulenberg, he's saying this to a New York team. Good point.
2: Yeah, How's also that? That. I mean, I, yeah, I think everybody feels the effect, but you're right. This is, this is also the one team that's actually in the state of New York, and he is saying this, and coaches look for different ways, I guess, to motivate, <laughs> but, like, what, like, clueless. Like, the awareness on Sean McDermott is in the toilet. Like, what a moron. How offensive it is. Like, you should never have to come out and be like, I regret bringing up 9-11 the way that I did. It's Speech like, probably won't be in the Rudy sequel. No. You, I feel like unless you're a stand-up comedian and you have great confidence and you're like a good I'm not even all stand-up comics some of them yeah like Pete Davidson clearly because it's his father like yeah, so he yeah. brings it up and, and even still it's you uncomfortable you got to be really good it's like, super I uncomfortable. Feel like
1: Andrew Schultz might be able it's like to get Jessel away with Nick it. does it yeah, and yeah, even Jessel then Nick. it's like
2: uh, I don't know. like I personally don't like those but like but this setting or maybe like you're like a wrestling heel, and even then, you're like you're getting too much real heat. Vince for that.
1: McMahon is not co-signing the 9/11 the point. The point. for
2: the wrestling heel. No, no, no way. So you're right. So even good point. So even that far, you can't do it. And Sean McDermott's trying to rally the guys around together. Like what a moron! What a clueless jackass! I'm surprised it stayed under wraps for two years. That's all. That's that's kind of interesting. And so yeah, nobody nobody uh, came forth with it. He clearly said it happened. I wonder if the audio was out there somewhere. Maybe. Or McDermott was like, listen, there's so many witnesses that I can't get the whole team to sign off on this, especially because things are starting to teeter there in Buffalo. But we'll we'll circle back to this. This has become one of the bigger stories in the in the NFL. Uh, what an idiot Sean McDermott is. Uh, Rob Bradford from the baseball isn't boring podcast is gonna join us talk uh socks offseason everything else going around the majors but right now here is stiz with what's trending
0: now here's what's trending on weei
1: trending now on weei and weei.com thursday night football tonight your two and ten patriots in pittsburgh to take on the seven and five Steelers. kickoff at 8 15 p.m from heinz field in Pittsburgh. Patch inactives were released. Devontae Parker, John Michael Hasty, Vidarian Lowe, Pop Douglas, Keyshawn Booty, Ramondre Stevenson, and Sean Wade. Only three ride receivers for your Patriots. Juju Smith-Schuster, Jalen Ragor, and Tyquan Thornton. Bill Belichick spoke on the impact of the absence of Ramondre Stevenson earlier today.
2: And the, the last one is just that with Ramondre's injury. Um, how do you envision um, the sort of the, the, I guess, the running back group um,
1: coming together for Thursday?
3: Uh, yeah, well, I mean,
2: we players on the team that, uh, you know, we have depth at that position, and we'll see how it all plays out, but you know, it's good to have the, the players that we have there feel confident in that group.
1: Keep it locked right here to WEI in the Rich Keefe Show. Catch our live reaction. Bruins back on the ice tonight hosting the Sabres at the TD Garden. Puck dropped at 7 p.m. I am so sorry. Let me get you guys a score on that. I one nothing followed. Buffalo there we we go. in Thank the you. second. Thank you, Mr. Keith. Uh, not great news for your Boston Red Sox. The Padres traded Juan Soto to the Yankees in a deal last night that involved seven other players. Celtics have the night off tonight. They are home tomorrow night to take on the Knicks. Tip-off at 7.30. In-season tournament continued tonight. The Pacers were in Milwaukee taking on the Bucks. The Pacers actually won that game, 128-119. to 119, And later tonight in about an hour at 9 o'clock, the Pelicans in L.A. to take on the Lakers. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz show, including Rob Bradford, coming up.
0: Stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI.
2: Back there on the Rich Keefe Show, WEI, a full-tang program tonight. And I don't want to shock anybody. I don't want to startle anybody. But the Patriots got the ball on their first drive. Turned it over. No.
1: Interception. No. Come on. Touchdown.
2: That's right. They've scored one touchdown the previous three weeks. First possession tonight, Bailey Zappi to Zeke Elliott. So Hart hit, uh, Zeke caught a couple of passes on their first drive, so he had his props. But. Let's turn our attention back to baseball. It's where we started the show tonight as Juan Soto joins the New York Yankees and is in a lineup now with Aaron Judge. And joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Rob Bradford from the mm. Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. Bradfo, right. how are Let's you? Come.
3: Let's go. I hey, heard you talking yeah. about baseball earlier tonight. Damn got right. Got me all riled up. And, <laughs> and uh, as, as I usually am. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, yes, the Red Sox are casting a wide net, but the net evidently uh, had a big hole in it because Juan Soto got right through it. So Juan Soto go. certainly <laughs> did. And not only did you
2: miss out on Juan Soto, but he goes to the freaking yeah. Yankees. Yeah,
3: so be it. I mean, how, what a division, though. Yes. Holy mackerel. I am rooting. I don't know, man. I I could I could definitely say that I would love to see Otani with the Dodgers for selfish reasons because, um, because his mural would go right next to Joe Carey's mural in in True. Dodger Stadium. Yep. and and. The the drama right now in Los Angeles is all about will Joe Kelly give up number seventeen to Shohei Otani? Is that
2: the whole? That's what holds well, the whole thing let's up for now. say
3: no? that we advanced the conversation on the baseballs and boring podcast by say, Joe Kelly said he he would absolutely not just give it up just because he's been eleven years in the major leagues and Otani hasn't, but for the price of a nice car or. Oh quote-unquote, one-eighth of his contractor bill because he's building a new house. That's not bad. Uh, he would he would gladly hand over number 17. So yeah. that's the big news in baseball today. Very
2: good. <laughs> yeah, we're, so Otani. one of the other reports is they think, I mean, it's all speculation, but this weekend he could potentially sign. And I'm curious, do you agree with Buster Olney, who is kind of, it's, it seems like from the article that he wrote yesterday, it seems like he's almost annoyed with <laughs> the fact that there's so much secrecy surrounding Otani, and for this marquee, uh, big name player, and like for the sake of him and the sport, this should have been a little bit more of a production than it's been.
3: You know, I usually don't promote things. You know, I don't, honestly. But because you brought it up, Buster is on the Baseballs and Boring podcast. Oh, my God. Morning. Really? We, we taped it today. And so we had this conversation, yeah. and it was a good 10 minute rant. I mean, it was, you know, Buster gets going, man. Oh, yeah. It's good. And I got to say, like, I I can't be a hypocrite. I agreed with him. I agreed with Mm -hmm. him on the podcast, and I agreed with him here, where I think it's just gotten so over the top. Dave Roberts is, you know, he's an honest guy. Okay, we get it he you know he said that we're interested in Otani. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> who would have ever You're out. Who would who would have ever ever thought? But I can tell you firsthand we get, without getting into details, I knew how paranoid these teams were about the Otani leaking stuff or any quote or any interest or anything like that. It's kind of nuts. And Buster's point was, "Hey, listen. You know, what what harm would it do baseball?" If Otani, somebody said, this is a reason why I like the Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. Look at all these things that the Blue Jays have going for them. And this is why I'm considering for like what what would be what harm would have been done. But because this is the best player in baseball, because these guys have centered all their focus these teams have centered all their focus on their one player. They are leaving nothing to chance. I mean, that, to come back to the Kelly thing, honestly, and Bob Nightingale had this, that the Dodgers called Joe to make sure that he would give up number 17. <laughs> like, like, this, this, like this, is, this is nuts. This is nuts. Yeah. No, it is nuts. Now, do you
2: have uh, a best guess if you if you had to place a wager on his next team? Do you think it's the Dodgers? Or do you think it's somebody yeah, else?
3: I still think it's the Dodgers, but I guess the point that I didn't get to was I kind of would love to see the the Blue Jays as well, right? Because. The division is not good for the Red Sox. No, no. But, but the division is nuts. Yeah. Like, the division is nuts. The Yankees are going all in. You have, obviously, the Blue Jays get Otani. That's going to be crazy. And then, of course, the Orioles are the model franchise right now. And then, the Rays, you know, they could basically run out the Bad News Bears breaking trainer crew <laughs> who was playing in the sand lot mm-hmm. and, and they could be good. But, the, and this comes back to the Red Sox. It's, you know, we have to be patient. We have to give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt because we can't be hypocrites. It's way too early to to panic here. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing when they moved on from Haim was they knew that they were going to have to have some sort of impactful acquisitions. This can't be Justin Turner, and Kenley Jansen, Chris Martin, all these guys over again. Right. This has to be something more impactful. And, you know, as we're talking about, I, I was listening to you and Andy talk about this earlier. And it it came to mind that when you have the Patriots, the Red Sox, you you know you don't do moves for the sake of doing moves, but the Red Sox as a business yeah. have. An unbelievable opportunity here to grab a hold of the attention that they haven't been able to grab a hold of because of Tom Brady. And two of
2: the biggest names that were available are Otani and Juan Soto. And, you know, one through trade, one through free agency. And they're out on both is what it feels like. So the next name up is Yamamoto, isn't it?
3: Yeah, but once again, it's are are you going to be the old red Sox? are you going to do whatever it takes to get this and and you you see what the mets their owner flies to japan i mean okay yeah i, I don't think john, john henry, henry did that no yeah, yeah God, and, no. and let's be honest if he did it was you know it might i don't even know if it would happen it might be a weird effect i don't know Right. but it's it's <laughs> yeah do less no nah, but you know I've, cause i cuz i heard remember stories about when when they were wooing John Lester back after 2014, and their 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 pitch was like a scrapbook,
2: you know, uh, it's, I love it, that. It, yeah, yeah, but listen,
3: they got it done with Devers, so John Henry must have some powers that you know, powers of persuasion. But my point is, is that. The Yankees are just so all in on Yamamoto. They are so all in. Brian Cashman giving the standing o in the background in person after the no-hitter in Japan. Yeah. You have the Mets with Cohen. Uh you have obviously other teams. And the Red Sox are interested, but here's the problem. <laughs> of course Rich. they are. They're interested they're interested yeah, in everyone. Yeah, 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 but I think this is the this is a legitimate oh, gotcha. this Okay. This is well, they've been talking about this guy behind the scenes, in front of the scenes for the last couple of years. Here's the problem, and I think here's the biggest problem with the Red Sox, which they don't want to admit to, which is the drawing card of the Red Sox is a tough sell right now. It is. Yeah. I mean, what are you selling if you're the Red Sox, if you're if you're the Yankees, you're selling. We have one Soto, yeah. Aaron Judge, and and we're the New York Yankees. If you're if you're selling the Mets, well, we still have all of this, and we're we, we're not shy about spending money. We're in New York, and we're yeah, we had a down year, but we still have stars. If you're the Red Sox, what are you selling? Money, just the most money. You have to outbid. Yeah, yeah, let us know what your highest bid is, and then we'll top it. And and. But the problem is, is they, okay? You know who else are you are, are around you, and that's a big problem. And that's probably when you look at Otani when he's judging these other teams. I'm sure he says, "I don't dude, I don't want to go through. I know I had Mike Trout, but I don't want to go through what I went through with the Angels." Mm-hmm. You have to give me some sort of certainty, and the Red Sox might find certainty somewhere down the road. But right now, the closest thing they have to certainty is one player is Rafael Devers. Yeah. And then, and then you have some maybes.
2: Well, he's the one certain piece, but you're not even sure what, how much longer he's playing third base. Like, yeah. so you have him, and you're like, "All right, he's great, and he's great in the lineup." But at some point, he's probably going to be a DH. So, if you're looking at future guys to bring in, like that, might be taking that spot. And a lot of guys, especially if you're adding like a big bopper, at some point they might also move over to DH. And now that's probably out.
3: And, and you know, you, you go back a couple years, and you not only had the players but you weren't far off from 2018. You weren't, you know, Alex Cora had, like, he was uh, one of the managers that everyone wanted to play for. And you you had a lot of that, but it just, when you finish in last place, all of it wears off. And, And it's also, it wears off when you have this perception that, oh yeah, we got a lot of good players, but, but, right, but, and, right, by the, right. and by the way, you know, look at the fans, look at the stands, the, the, the passion, let's be honest. I mean, I think that there's passionate Red Sox fans, but the Red Sox, this current like iteration of Red Sox followers are getting lapped by a lot of these other franchises fans. They are in terms of passion. Look, look at all you have to do is look back at last year's winter weekend and, <laughs> and they don't. I don't think they'll, you know, do the whole boo fest. I don't even know if they're going to do the town hall. But I don't think. The, I bet boo they fest. take a year
2: off. That's my guess.
3: Well, I mean, well, listen. it depends. Da, I guess da, it
2: depends. If they if they get one of these big guy, big names, then maybe they do it. And if not, oh, maybe
3: we'll just do it every other hey, year. All I know is from twelve to three, I am going to be on the radio at in Springfield. <laughs> Good. Good. So if they, if, if, <laughs> no if no they have what. one drawing yeah. card, there you go. Uh, but. That was was poorly timed after he announced that I was (laughs) on the radio. (laughs) Uh, But but I think that it's you just oppose that to what San Diego's Fan Fest was, which was like thirty thousand people who were just now they they weren't good, didn't work out, but still there was a lot of excitement, there was a ton of buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's the point. And you don't think like I went to uh, in September. I went out to Dodger Stadium. And to go there after being around what the Red Sox was and that whole vibe, yeah, it was it was like night and day. And then you, I went to Philadelphia, and to be around that, it's like night and day. It's right now, it's just it's just apathy and morose, and and, and you have to find some players who are going to energize, it. and that's the problem. And I, I say it like we we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. We have to be a little bit more patient. We have to. For now, for now, right. But if you don't, you cannot go through another off season where you don't have impactful people. Because if you do, then the business of everything is going to be impacted even more than it was last year.
2: How many of those impactful players are available? Whether it's free agents or guys who are likely to be traded. Because when I was talking to Hart earlier, I said I, I still, you know, you could still have a successful off season if you do get Yamamoto. If you do. Get Blake Snell. Maybe you make that trade with the White Sox for Cease and Robert, or you make a trade with the Brewers for Corbin Burns. But I don't know, like who else realistically is even out there that they could bring in. Where you would look at it and be like, all right, they did. They addressed yeah. the need for some impact players.
3: There was a lot of like, you just named them. I mean, if you went out and get Dylan Cease and Corbin Burns, and, and like I get like a, the the fringe baseball fans might be like, uh, well, those right, are right, right. those are top of the rotation pitchers. That's the type of guys you went and and I heard uh it was either think e or Andy talk about Blake Snell and then it wouldn't knock your socks off but it would get him to your toes or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, they're, they're they're almost falling off. The feet. I mean yeah, yeah. I, Blake Snell would be like Blake yes. Snell would absolutely I think be one of these guys, but y- you know, you you have to get uncomfortable I keep saying this and I said this mm-hmm. this is was my biggest problem with the high and bloom era which it, it never felt like they were willing to get uncomfortable whether it's in free agency in trades and Craig Breslow is gonna have to get uncomfortable whether it's signing a guy or whether it's finally saying here are the minor leaguers yes some of them might come back to us, but so be it it's I'll say this again. It was the line from JP Richardi told me a couple of months ago. And he said, Always said to Billy Bean back in the day, focus more on who you're getting than who you're giving up. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. And I think that, that the, the vast majority of decision makers in baseball right now do not do that. They don't do that because they're so paranoid about having to win the trade by seventy or eighty percent.
2: Oh yeah, and I think that's in like most sports too. I mean I think you see that in the NBA too, where where guys are always panicking on, on what they're giving up. Uh based on what's out there and maybe what you've heard, what is more likely for them to improve the team? Is it free
3: agency or is it big trades? I I think that whew, I think that the big the trades are there to be had. The problem is so a guy like if you you can get a guy like Jordan Montgomery right you can yeah. get that guy yep. you can get a guy like um um, I'm drawing a blank on the other Japanese pitcher, but you you can get some of these guys. The uh, Seth Lugo is another guy. All useful guys. You can get these guys, yep. but once again, you're going to have to get uncomfortable and probably go beyond what you you feel like this is how we we value this guy. That's the way that free agency works, and that's why you didn't get Zach Eflin and Andrew <laughs> right. Keeney and these right. guys last year yep. because you know you weren't willing to outbid the Tampa Bay Rays. So. I think that you can do that. What we don't know about Breslow is how he's going to operate. We don't know if he's willing to do that. And and the same thing with trades. We don't know if he's going to be willing to allocate. And I don't think they're going to trade Marcelo Meyer. And I don't think they're going to trade Roman Anthony because both those guys fill a need Mm -hmm. positionally. But Nick York, uh, some of these younger pitchers, are they willing to trade some of these guys for the here and the now, and that's what we don't know. So to answer your question, yeah, I mean, they can do it, but the, uh, nobody, I know that people are going to come out of the winter meetings and say, oh, here we go again, here we go ahead, here we go. No, yeah. we, can't, we can't do that. It's, it's too early to do that, but we do have to find out how this approach is going to be, like what, what Craig Breslow is going to do. I mean, it's that's what it comes down to. What did you think of the
2: one thing that he has done so far, trading Alex Verdugo to the Yankees for three pitchers?
3: So they were going to trade Verdugo, right? Yeah. And, and you know, just uh, the whole idea, and some national writers were like, you know, when I surfaced the thing about Gleyber Torres, which they love, and, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe they take another stab at him, mm-hmm. and the Verdugo thing. That, oh, the Red Sox and Yankees would never make that trade. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, well, they made a trade, and here's the thing: is that the Red Sox, their current lot in life, they just have to worry about themselves. They can't worry about who they're trading with. So, this get that off the table. Right. I, it doesn't matter if you're trading with the Yankees. It doesn't matter. So, you get the best deal you can. Now, I, I can't be a hypocrite with and say, "Hey, listen." Don't you got to target the guys that you want? You want to focus the guy, focus on the guys that you want, and don't worry about the guys here. You're giving up, which is exactly what they did in that case. They didn't worry about Verdugo, they didn't worry about where he was going. Craig Breslow, the guy who. The one thing we do know is he has a good track record with the Cubs about finding the right pitchers and developing the right pitchers. Identify these pitchers, so we can get the experts and we can get the minor league experts and say, "Well, you know, ceiling is fourth or fifth starter mm-hmm. for Richard Fitz and Dick Fitz and all these guys." <laughs> I just had to. You, know, you had I, to I mean, at yeah, this, had this point. To. Yeah, but but you could you could do that, but like that's that's what we at, we're asking him to do. Yeah, identify the guys that you want. And then go after him. And so, I mean, that was a small example, but mm-hmm. so so right now I don't have a problem with it. Uh
2: circling back to Juan Soto to the Yankees, uh, maybe Mookie bets Freddie Freeman, but is Judge Soto the best combo in baseball?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, this, yeah. yeah no, I feels... think I, I actually even I think it's better than bets. And yeah. I mean people forget how good Judge is and people forget how good Soto. I they don't forget but let me just remind you no, if there was any anybody any doubt about I it. I
2: feel like yesterday we spent a little bit of time talking about Soto and I was like I don't think people are making a big enough deal no. about this and we were getting people on the text line we're like oh Keith calm down like he's not that good. I'm like I think he's pretty great. Like I think yeah. and in that ballpark I think it's going to be yeah, insane what it, he does.
3: And like it, it, Buster said on the podcast he said you know like this guy he's going to his personality is going to be better in New York. He's not, he's not, he doesn't get, he doesn't get worried about the outside. He just worries about being great. And he has been great. I mean, yeah. all the comparisons to Ted Williams. There's a reason for it. Right. It, because he has a great command of the strike zone. He, you know, he walks, he he hits home runs. He right. does. He, he's just a good overall player. Yeah. I never thought he was going to stay in San Diego. Cause I had heard rumblings even in the middle of the year that him and Melvin weren't getting along, yeah. but But still, it's, I think that with, and this is another thing about whether it's Soto or Verdugo, you have Judge sitting there. And not only is Judge a great player, but Judge is the guy everybody knows everything passes through, like, Judge, right? Right, right, right. Like, think about Verdugo. Verdugo was trying to be at different times a leader. And I know that, like, every, oh, how can you be a leader when you're suspended and you're late and everything else? But remember, I mean, he called a team meeting. And, and so he was sort of trying to do that. Yeah. He doesn't have to, he could just be Alex Verdugo. Right. And, and, and. No, he's and, finally in,
2: like, the right, right role for himself. Like, he comes over here and's like, oh, you're part of the bets trade. So, like, already it's kind of against him. And then at times he was supposed to be their best outfielder. You're like, no, no, no. He can be the third best outfielder on a team like that's perfect for him.
3: Yeah. 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 And this is, this is other than Devers and this is the problem. This is another hole. The Red Sox have is the identifiable leader of the team. Devers no matter how many times we're going to hear it he's not going to be that guy not his personality not going to be that guy Justin Turner was that guy he's probably gone and you know he's he's a good player but he shouldn't be the leader he shouldn't be the alpha on that team Right And so okay who else is it and so they got to start finding these guys and and I don't I, you know it's a tough one man mm-hmm. it's a it's a tough one because they I know they need a position player uh, but whoever position player they're going to get probably isn't going to be that alpha and whatever pitcher they're going to get, it's going to be a starter who pitches every five days. So, yeah. And Ugh. I don't know if I'll say it once again, AL East, holy mackerel, holy mackerel.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's just absolutely loaded. We didn't even talk about like the Rays are just always good. And then you have the Orioles. They're just going to be bringing up more and more young guys from the best farm system in baseball. Oh, so it's going to be loaded. It's going to be absolutely loaded. Yeah. All right, well, it's Rob Bradford from the uh, Baseball Isn't Boring podcast and the Bradfo Show. So check them both out on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Well, let
3: me let me just so Go ahead. we turned over the Bradfo Show to my guys at Play Tessie. Oh my bad, play, I didn't even know. No, that, no, so that's no Play no, Tessie no, that's now. All right, play Coop, Tessie, Coop yeah. and the boys, Coop and the boys, yeah, right. Coop and the boys, and I'm on it once in a while. Uh, just to keep things old. Very good. And and uh, but yeah. So I'm very proud of them. And I just you know it's every baseball is boring. is every single day. Yeah, so that's a it's, lot. Well, you know, I mean, I do. That's you a do great. a very popular dork podcast. That's true. Once a week. It's I love it. Once a week. Love, Although one of my, there's one of my favorites. There
2: is some talk about it going to two two days a week. So Why? on that Yeah. Well, who let's knows. See.
3: Listen, Odyssey likes those downloads. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. So subscribe and download,
2: please. There you go. there you go. All right, Bradfoo, a pleasure. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. See ya. All right. If you have any uh, thoughts on the baseball off season to this point and uh kind of laying it out to where it is, and I think don't sleep on the Soto Judge combo. That is insane. Like that is gonna that is gonna haunt Red Sox fans, I think, for years. And I know they still have to re sign Soto and all that, but I but I assume that they do. 617-779-7937. Quick check. Pats up seven to three. Uh, three minutes left in the first quarter. So we have our eyes on that as well. It's the Rich Keefe Show here on WEI.
0: You can watch the show anytime, via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston And check out WEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI.
2: Back here on the Rich Keith Show, WEEI. It's a full-tang program on this Thursday night. They were the Patriots with a 7-3 lead late in wow. the first quarter. When's the How last time about, they had a lead? Been a while, been a minute. Been a minute since they've had the lead. Of course, uh, they did not score a point last week. How about this from uh, Mike Reese? He uh, credits the ESPN stats and info department, not to be confused with the Rich Keith Show stats and info department, separate departments. Bailey Zappi's 37-yard pass to Juju Smith-Schuster was the Patriots' first completion of 30-plus air yards this season. Wow. The Pats were 0 for 18 on those throws this season, entering the night, the only team without such a completion. Crazy. And a few of those were like ones that you should have caught that. Right. Yeah. So some of those weren't on Mac or weren't on Bailey, right? Those are So it's either bad throws or drops is what you're dealing with. So just to really the perfect combination of a terrible offense. But if they want to avoid being one of the all time lowest scoring teams, like they're going to need to put on, put some points on the board over the next uh, final five games. Uh, This is also a big game for Pittsburgh. Like as much as, you know, it's Mitchell Trubisky out there. They're already booing them. They don't look very good. I don't really trust them at all, but they're seven and five and currently a playoff team. So this is a big game for, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you can't lose to the two and 10 Patriots at home. And then with a straight face, you know, eh, we're a playoff team. Eh, we're we're going to be in there. So we'll, we'll keep our eyes on that throughout the night. And if you want to jump in, you can at 617 779 But going back to the, the baseball talk with Brad Foe, I just think the Yankees got so much better with one move, so much better by bringing in Juan Soto, makes the rest of that lineup uh, so much better. Aaron Judge, his health is going to be a big factor. He missed 50 games last year. So if he plays most of the season, they're in good shape. He doesn't always do that. You know, it's one of the things we talked about a lot last year at this time. When you when Judge is a free agent, you're wondering how much, you know, he was going to get, how many years he was going to get from either the Giants or the Yankees or somebody else. And he goes back to the Yankees. And when he was out there, he was really good. But he just, he only played in 106 games or whatever it was. And... Still hit thirty-seven home runs. So if he plays in, you know, one hundred and fifty games, and if Juan Soto, who played in all one sixty-two last year, I mean, those two guys are going to combine for like an easy hundred home runs. And so I get what Bradford's saying too. Like you can't, you can't really like freak out yet. Like I think I reserve my time to freak out is if Yamamoto signs with the Yankees. I think at that point, full freak on, fr- full freak out you know Fitzy and I we we dubbed the uh, the Yamamoto. That was that was the pipe dream for the offseason. Sign both or trade for Soto, sign Yamamoto, you get a stud ace pitcher, uh and you get a bat. Both guys in their mid 20s, like you are cooking with gas. But if that doesn't happen, if you, you scratch another off the wish list, although they were interested, right? Red Sox were interested in uh in Yamamoto. We'll see. It sounds like there's about 7 teams that are on that list right now. Mets, Yankees, both knocking on the door. We know how aggressive they can both be. So will they outbid the Red Sox? Kind of feels like they will. And then where else do you turn? And then as a Red Sox fan, like if they get Jordan Montgomery, it's the name that we've brought up a lot. They seem to be the favorite to sign him, at least on some of these different sites. If they get him, it's nice. Like, yeah, I'll take it. And same with like Whit Merrifield. Somebody texted that in. Uh, apparently there's some uh, talk about the Red Sox, connecting the Red Sox with Whit Merrifield, who is a solid second baseman, they need a second baseman. I would look at that as a good move. But this is a different type of offseason for the Red Sox. It's back-to-back last place finishes. It's, you know, watching the rest of that division get so good and have so many stars on it. And you're like, how how do you compete with that? How do you compete with that? Do you compete with it just with Whit Merrifield and Jordan Montgomery? Like those would be really good signings if the team was already good. If the team was coming off a playoff appearance, and they just needed to add a piece here or add a piece there, and they brought those guys in, you are like, oh, okay, they mean business. But this year, like, I don't know, it's, it's gonna be hard to get people really excited about guys like that if it's not in addition to something else. So, so say they get Yamamoto and Whit Merrifield. Now, like that raises that up. Like that's a good move. Like you are you are going for it, but you are also trying to uh, make up for some of your your weaknesses. So still a long ways to go in the off season but you know we're talking about this on a nightly basis. How confident are you that they're going to sign someone that at
1: the when this off season ends that you were going to be satisfied with the moves that the Red Sox
2: made? Not very. I mean, yeah, low. Really? Yeah, I, mean, I I thought Soto would have made a lot of sense. The fact that they're, like, already out on Otani, it feels like. It's like, all right, well, if you want to make a splash and you want a really good player. Yeah, that, like
1: obviously that would have been huge. That would have
2: been insane. Like, just that alone would have been like, oh, my God, these guys mean business. So, yeah, I don't feel super great about it. It feels like uh, the Dodgers, like they always do, are going to get a big free agent. The Yankees just got one. The Mets are probably going to get one. And then I think, are they, are they going to be left with sort of like those B-plus players? B, B plus players rather than like the A plus, you know, kind of guys. So I don't have a a ton of confidence in it, but I can't completely, you know, write them off yet. Like there's still a ways to go. Some of the names like Aaron Nola and Sonny Gray and Eduardo Rodriguez, some of the starting pitchers, like those guys have already signed. So some of the names are coming off the list, but there are still a lot of big name guys that are still available. And there's all those trades. Like I think, that would make me feel a lot better until like Dylan Cease and Luis Robert or Corbin Burns get traded. I think you're still in the mix for, for those guys. And then at that point, I'd feel pretty good, but not holding my breath. All right, three hours down, one hour to go uh, on the Rich Keefe show. You can join us, 617 779 including grab bag at 920, all coming up here on Weei.